0: Hello and welcome to another of Political Yeti's politics podcast. We haven't done one for a while Um, and this is a bit of a special one because we're in Scotland and we've got MSP. We did a bit
1: of podcasting the night of the EU referendum in Manchester at the... um, I didn't. The debate. Yeah, you did. We we, were... I was like... No.
0: Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Yes, you did. We We were we're, doing... um, Where were we? we? Periscoping, that's what it was. Oh, we were periscoping. I was trying out the periscoping, that's right. That was in London. That was at um, right, Methodist Hall, Central, the, yeah, the yes, Central Hall. Yes, I knew yeah. I'd done something. Was, was that the night it? of the EU referendum? No, that was result, the, the. night
1: of the, the debate? debate? Yeah, because I was a was Labour spinner for the remaining. Yeah, was it that well. was it the
0: 2015 election?
1: No, it was definitely EU related because I remember Anna Soubry was like just yeah. in the corner shouting down a yes, phone. Yes,
0: because I was periscoping. I you and Derek Mackay with his funny voice and just, I so,
1: don't know what you mean about the funny voice. I, it
0: was, it was, I've never known anything about his funny voice, but it's Labour figures who have suggested to me he's got a funny voice, which I think is very me, but there we go. Not me. Um, anyway, yes, that voice was uh, Kezia Dugdale, former leader of Scottish Labour, still an MSP uh, of for Scottish the Labour. For Party. For yeah. now. Uh, well, Who knows? Everything's in flux. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, and my other guest is uh, joining me again for the first time. It's half term. For the first time since October, i would about to say. Uh, it's oh, yeah. um, Josie. Hello. Who is just my daughter. That's yeah. really your, who you are. Um, right, we're here because...
2: And I'm not in any way related to Parliament.
0: No, you're not, you're not a political journalist and you're not a no. politician. Yet. No.
1: You are sitting in front of Keir Hardie's grandfather clock. That's ah, okay. Pretty special.
0: Is. Do you know who Keir Hardie is? Josie?
1: Nope. He's <laughs> the founder of the Independent Labour Party, so he's... Ah,
0: oh, right. No, I think Chika is the founder of the Independent <laughs> Labour Party, right? As it is now.
1: Ah. Well, this guy had the idea first. So um, his family donated that clock to the Parliament, um, sort of in his memory, because he was... Very mm. into home rule and the Scotland having mm. more powers and all that type of thing. So that's why that is here. The little plaque that explained it all has fallen off the wall somehow. Oh. So you've got a really grand <laughs> clock behind you and a chocolate brownie in front of you. Yes. That's um, important to mention just to annoy Ian Murray. It is. <laughs>
0: Ian Murray uh as we record.
1: Is it um, very good brownie? Sorry, what was that? Is it a very good brownie? Yes. Yeah.
0: Is it better than a Kit Kat? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Really? We're not going to get any sponsorship at the Kit Kat now, are we? Now you've said that. Um, yes. There
1: are whole packets of Rolos and um, Milky Bar in the, on top of all the other chocolate. Shut up. In. The chunks are Rolos and Milky Bar.
0: That's outrageous. Well, right, I'm going to have a bit of that. Don't you, so you leave that <laughs> alone Um Yes, Ian Murray is known to feed uh, when we have children interviewing him. He feeds them Kit Kats. Kirsty Blackman. And
2: Waifers, tarant, he did, we had tarant tarant a kind
0: wafer discussion as well, yes. Uh, and Kirsty Blackman gave you flapjacks and those chocolate involved in as well, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Kezia's raised the bar here with homemade brownie. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing what our next guest can come up with. Um, <laughs> is Ian Murray still a Labour MP? Has yes. He? Is, he? is he going to stay a Labour he MP? He is
1: a Labour MP with a 15,000 majority rooted in the fantastic work he does for his constituency. Yes, but is he staff. still
0: going to be a Labour MP at the end of the week?
1: Yes, because I think if you know anything about um, Ian Murray, you'll know that the <laughs> Labour Party and the Labour Party stands for uh, runs through his blood. This is a guy who <laughs> lost his dad when he was very young, brought up by his mum um, in Wester Hills, and he's achieved everything. Uh, he's... Done today in part because of who he is, but also because of the opportunities that uh, Labour governments gave him. Hang on.
0: You can't say Labour doesn't run through the blood of um, Luciana Berger. Her I didn't see great uncle or something is uh, Manny
1: Shinwell.
0: But you said he wouldn't leave because Labour runs through his blood. Are you suggesting that those that have left aren't properly Labour?
1: No, and I think it's really hard for um all of those seven individuals to have done what they've done this week um, because it's part of your identity, especially when you are in politics for so long. Me? But I think Ian could come really close <coughs> to it, but I, I just think he would really, really struggle to put a pair of scissors through his coat. Maybe could... um, the
2: people who have left la- do have Labour running through their blood, but Jeremy Corbyn doesn't.
0: Ah, that's a very perceptive comment, mm. Um Yes, because you say, well, if you know one thing about Ian Murray, I know he doesn't like Jeremy Corbyn much. He loves my Jeremy Corbyn jingle. The gist the of the jingle, jingle is, uh, he's weird. He's got a beard. How long till he's disappeared? Oh dear. Uh, how long till Jeremy Corbyn's... Is Jeremy Corbyn weakened by this though? Is, is his departure his from do, the scene? To
1: tell. So it depends what happens next. So seven MPs yeah resigned from the Labour Party yesterday. Yeah. Um, by the time this goes out, there may be more. There yeah. may not. They might be joined by some Conservative MPs. They might not. Um, we might have a new party they might stick as independents we just don't know and I think the impact uh, long term on A the Labour Party and B British politics is yet to be determined that sounds like a really politician's answer mm-hmm. and I suppose it is
0: Jessie's got a point there does not she I mean she says maybe it's Jeremy Corbyn that's not got Labour through his veins
1: well I mean Jeremy Corbyn has been a Labour MP since the early 80s and he's Survived uh, being a Labour MP throughout loads of things that he fundamentally disagreed with, like the Iraq War and all the rest of it. Mm. So I think it's, um, there's no doubt Jeremy Corbyn is a, a Labour man. I guess the point is, Labour Party needs to be really broad. It needs to capture everybody from democratic socialist backgrounds to social democratic backgrounds. Once right. a big church, it wins elections, and that's the bit we're getting on just now. And Josie's eating all of that Yes. Dining. And you didn't I can't believe you eat all to. of that.
0: That have, was four portions. You're going to have your lunch shortly. <laughs> you better. Oh, right. How good was it
1: though? I bet it was. Yeah, <laughs> a mouthful I
0: can't believe that a milky pot and Rollers in it. That's outrageous. That's like your calories for the day gone. It? We did walk here quite quickly, mm. and <laughs> we know, walked here. We walked here quickly because we were delayed by the wonderful Edinburgh tram. So that was smooth, wasn't it? Yeah, that was smooth. Um, <laughs> here's, here's, here's the question, right? We are, we're here because, right? Last week. I went on Twitter and said, what's the tourist tax all about in Edinburgh? Uh, in fact, no, you went on Twitter and said, I think the tourist tax is a good thing. And I said, how? To use the Scottish phrase. <laughs> um, and you said, well, you explained to me. The tourist tax, and then we've just got the trams. It just I feels like Edinburgh hates tourists, frankly. And wants <coughs> to make maybe their life did. as difficult as possible.
2: Maybe they do.
0: Well, yes, maybe, <laughs> maybe they, they do. Maybe they want
2: to keep Edinburgh well, to themselves. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the question. Does Edinburgh tourists?
1: Well, maybe enters? we do. Um, I think we don't. I think we recognise that our city is beautiful, and it's one of the best places in Europe, if not the world, to come and visit. I mean, what other city in the world has got a giant castle right in the centre of it? It's got a volcano. It's got a beach. It's got a palace. It's got so. It's got a big royal ship. It's got so many wonderful art galleries and things to do. Science museums. It's a fantastic place to come to. Um, we've got the best arts festival in the world as well every August. But do we do enough to sustain all that tourism? Um, and do we do enough to welcome people that come here? And I think the answer to that is no. Like, if you arrive into Waverley Station at the minute, it's really hard to find a taxi. You come out, the yeah. city looks quite ugly and busy. There's a lot of things we can do. Um, to make it look better and more welcoming for tourists, but I'm not sure so we how should is take stinging money them, away. I how is
0: stinging them for £2 a night going to make them more because welcome? Because here's the
1: thing, I don't think we should take money away from public libraries and schools and social care and put that into tourism when we can ask tourists who are visiting our wonderful city um, to pay a little bit towards its upkeep, like they do in so many other European capitals and European destinations. This is standard across mainland, mainland Europe. If you go to Paris, to Berlin... Valencia, all these kind of European destinations, you pay a little local tourist tax and that goes into, Mallorca is a really good example. They have a tourist tax that just goes into preserving their beaches.
0: But when everybody comes here for the festival and the palace and all the rest of it, they're putting money into the local economy. So you don't need to thing with a tourist tax as well.
1: Well, I think you're right, and people come here and they spend a huge amount. And in Edinburgh at the moment, we've got a massive increase in the number of um, Chinese nationals that are visiting hmm. the yeah. city, spending an absolute fortune. Uh, and they're drawn mostly here by Harry Potter and everything to do yeah. with that, and that's fantastic.
2: There's loads of Chinese people in London and like touring. Once I went on a school trip, and so people tried to take pictures of us. Really? Yeah, we were walking down the street and some people who had their cameras and were trying to take pictures of us. And then one of them went up to one of us in the class and was like talking to us, and we are just like, step back please.
0: because mm-hmm. you must, be, must have heard the podcast. Yeah. That's what it is. So what what they, they, so they can't, to they can't
2: see me so they didn't know who I was there.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> have a yeah. You, can't hear a, you can't see a podcast. Yeah, very bad. <laughs> But right, when they come, they
1: spend lots and lots of money, like huge yeah. amounts of money. And huh. my argument is, spending a little bit more, the same amount of money that it would cost to buy a cup of coffee, but that amount of money going to a pot that coffee. continues to make...
0: Two pound? You can get. You are so inside the bubble. You, you get coffee get in filter. Parliament for two pound, you, you wouldn't get coffee can. anywhere else for you two pound, you? get would
1: filter it? coffee from Prep for 99 pence. Really? So you could get two coffees. What from is the this process. place you call? to Pret a filter coffee in Pret, a is 99 pence. You're the one who in the bubble. I'm the one in the
0: bubble. Oh, no. I've got my keep <laughs> cut with me. I've got my keep cut with me. But really? I don't yeah. Know you you but get
1: 50p off of everything else in prep if yeah. you take your reusable cup with you as well. Yeah, so maybe yeah, you I can know. Get I get money off. One for I didn't know Wow. I don't oh, know about that. Oh, don't. Then you get oh. a,
2: but then you get, if you get 50p off, then you could have, like, 49p for a huh? of coffee. how
0: liberal metropolitan well, am I? I did not even know, because I only drink lattes and cappuccinos <laughs> and flat whites, you see, and filter coffee. Ooh, you know what you're talking about. Um, it's not progressive, though, is it? Come on, this is the thing, right? People come here, they spend money, it's like VAT or whatever, well, it's not, anyway. Um, you, you choose how much you wish to spend, and you, therefore you choose how much you know, money goes into the local economy, and then the council can spend it on something better than trams. But, if you're, everybody has to pay £2 a night, that is clearly not progressive.
1: So I think trams are great, and I'm happy to tell you about why yeah, they're you're awesome wrong. as well in yes. a second, but the first I second, have to agree <laughs> We'll come back to the trams, we'll be in a minute, yeah. Um, you're right, it's not the most progressive tax, but that doesn't not mean... progressive at all. It doesn't mean it's regressive either, because when we're talking about people that have the right. spare income to have holidays and vacations, then there is a degree mm. of progressiveness to that. It's not the purest progressive tax, but it's much better than taking people's council tax money away from... But it's not a choice between the two. Landways. That's my
0: own. I don't think it's a, a straight choice. Is it between a tourist tax or... Well, like it, it is, because taxes, this is takes it? us to the Scottish you budget. council tax is progressive, shouldn't it? Because the bigger house you live in, the more you...
1: Think. Yeah, but lots of people are asset rich and cash poor, so you've got lots yes. of um, old grannies that live in big houses in Edinburgh that can't put the heating whoa, on because they don't whoa, have enough whoa, money. Well, that's a whole tax, whoa, <laughs> Let's step, take a step That's back. That's where you're going with on. that. Why are we even talking about it? Because you don't feel so calling for a poll tax. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that
1: what you're saying? Let's take a step back and look at why are we even talking about this. So this is about the Scottish budget and the amount of money that we spend in our public yes. services, right? So yeah. councils. We uh, yeah. spend more on trams. We spend more on trams. That's a whole different argument. We're definitely coming back to that. <laughs> um, so the amount of money that councils get to spend on the things that they're in charge of, which includes libraries, schools, social care, like care for elderly people, mm-hmm. is going down. It's been going down for years, but it's going down um, quite considerably this year by t- three it was £320 million, now it's £230. So Derek Mackay and the Finance Secretary's big pitch is well, we'll put a little bit back in, in cash terms, but we'll also give councils all these new powers to generate extra money if they're so worried about mm-hmm. their budgets. So we can give you the power to tax tourists, and um, we can give you the power to tax vacant land. Um, we can give you the power um, to charge people uh, who drive their car to work, like a parking tax. That's oh yes, this is a current thing,
0: do she? Yes,
1: but that's not Scottish government giving local governments money. Yeah, that's about giving them the powers so to raise more of their own cash. So the cuts are still there. The money for our schools and libraries is still falling. But isn't
0: you know, hasn't the argument? Been? I mean, come on, this is this is classic. Um, you know, the argument from. The opposition to the SNP is they centralise everything in Edinburgh. They're baddies. Now they're going, here's some extra powers for the councils. So I mean, the bottom line is devolution is, as it is in England, it's a trick.
1: I want my brownie and I want to be able to eat it too. So but the much, point is you know, right? I want <laughs> decent public money coming from the Scottish Government to local, local authorities. Mm-hmm. And I also want them to have the power, should they wish, to raise even more.
0: Yeah, but it is true that this is Scotland copying what's been going on in England. Devolution's a trick. George Osborne went... Let's have some devolution and give the city's powers. But without cash, you cut the cash to to all the regions, all that have some powers to raise money. That's no good. You need cold, hard cash at the end of the day.
1: So the money coming from London to Edinburgh has gone down by 2%. And the money going from Edinburgh here in the Parliament yep. to Edinburgh and the City Chambers has gone down by 8%. Yep. So they're concentrating the cuts on local authorities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. When I was Labour leader, I advocated progressive tax alternatives. So putting income tax up, which is a progressive tax. Yes to make sure you didn't have to cut council services. Oh, yeah. And I came third in the election doing that. So that's an idea of the past, mm. and now we're faced with this option of what do you do in the future. Well, if I want to keep local projects open, keep libraries open, community centres, I want kids to have books in their schools, I'm quite comfortable with tourists paying a bit more money so the council doesn't have to cut their budgets to do that.
0: Um, what do you think, Jesse? Should you tax tourists? Mm.
1: It depends on how much you do.
2: If you tax them a little bit, just like a little bit extra, it's kind of fair that they're asking for money to help their own
1: country. So you've made an excellent point there because there were two (coughs) options in terms of how this could be done. You could have a flat £2.00 which means everybody who comes and stays in, night, no matter where they stay, from staying in a hostel in the grass market, so like sharing a bed in a big room with loads of other people, versus staying in a five-star Balmoral, whichever one you did, it would still be £2. That seems not that fair, right? Or you could apply a 2% charge, so it would be 2% of whatever your room cost. Yeah. So if it cost £40 to stay in the hostel and £400 in the Balmoral, you would only pay 2% of that. was so that. It would be 80 pence versus... Well done. <laughs> I wondered who was going to the the get there first. I know I was like counting the numbers in yeah. my head because I knew we were going to I was. couldn't make it. Work. Um, but that was a choice that was unfortunately rejected by the council when they decided to introduce the tourist tax. And they did that because when they asked all the hotels and all the different kind of um, places that uh, host people, including Airbnb's, and um, people said, "Well, if you're going to do this, we want it to be as simple as possible to administer," and that's mm. why they went for a flat rate option.
0: I mean, there's an issue here. That I I don't agree with you, basically. No, still, <laughs> is but, that the
1: issue? But, well, no,
0: the, the issue is, I mean, this is one of my hobby horses. Anybody who listens to my um, UK, the Changing Europe, Brexit breakdown podcast will know I go on about this all the time. The art of disagreeing. Yeah. Um, You know, what's the argument been like around here, around these issues? Because, you know, obviously we're used to Brexit in particular, and of course you and I uh, yeah, know the independence now. argument, where it's all, uh, you know you're on the other side, you're an idiot, I hope you die. Um, you know, and that's where we've got to, and it's horrible, and it's stupid, and it's not where we need to be. Um, has there been a grown up discussion about it?
1: I think we're just about holding it together in things like the tourist tax. Yeah. Why? Because it's quite a novel new idea, at least here. So yeah. when people are talking about it, they're still finding their way through it. And as they talk, they work out what they think about it. Because okay. if you talk about something like independence or Brexit, yes. people are so steadfast in their views. Yeah. And they just listen to other people that agree with them in their little polar corners yeah. of the world. They become more righteous about their own perspective and more angry at anybody who holds a different view from them. Yes. So we can still disagree well on some things here in Scotland. Oh, definitely not independence, and increasingly not on Brexit either.
0: Um, where should we go to see independence or Brexit? What should we do first?
1: Um, I don't mind.
0: All right, independence. Where are you on independence? Same place I have
1: always been, James. Really? Yes. <laughs> coming round to Why it, perhaps. do you say that? Coming to,
0: well, I don't know, to be quite honest, but there is a, well, partly because your partner is a, an SNP, MSP. Um, and my dad is an SNP. Well, absolutely, yes, yeah. absolutely. You think
1: under those circumstances, if I wanted to be SNP, I would be SNP, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, there's, a, there, you being.
0: know as well as I do, there's always a, it's a bit like, um, you are the new uh, Henry McLeish. Do you remember in the run-up to the referendum? Oh, God, what ref- a horrendous, right <laughs> Do you remember in the run-up to the referendum, every weekend there was somebody as big as coming out for yes, coming out for yes, and everyone's like, oh, is it Henry McLeish? When's he going to come out for yes? And he never did, of course, as far as I'm aware. Um, mm-hmm. But you'll be aware that there was a lot of muttering around your position on independence, and whether you I'm were, not you actually aware of that,
1: because I think it's... Um, it- quite insulting for people to think that I would change what I think because of who I go out with. It's not very feminist, is it? Well, yeah, it's tricky
0: on that, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I think that's true. I mean, there are it's, loads it's... of
1: couples across the country who have different views and like to talk and disagree um, about politics, but do that disagreeing well thing quite well. So where do I stand in independence or you know, what, what's the root of my politics? Well, I like unions. I like unions of people no. that organise in the workplace. That's why I support trade unions, and yeah. I like unions of nations, okay. which is why I like the United Kingdom and why I like the European Union, and why I'm so sad that the prospect of breaking these down, because movements of people, collectives, is what delivers change. That's at the heart of what I believe in. So yeah. I'm proudly pro EU. I'm proudly pro UK, and I'm a proud trade unionist and Labour politician. Okay,
0: where are you on the union at the moment, just? Do you want Scotland to be a country? No, why not?
2: <clears throat> because it's easier if, like, if they all have money together, like yeah. they all have kind of money all together, then it'd be easier to like split it all around the country. If they're separate, then they'll each have less.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's would either have true.
2: one co- big country with more money or two separate country, smaller countries with less. I think
0: that's very really true. I don't know where you've got that from. That's very clever. Yeah, from your head, yeah, I know. Sounds, I agree. It sounds a bit like somebody's coached you, but absolutely not. that's just well done, you've worked there yourself. Um and um Brexit, where are you on on Brexit, Jesse? It's
2: not a good thing. Why Because like if they're in the if um we're in the EU we have more like people behind us who are like together with us. Mm-hmm. So we can like ask them for help and they're in the EU with us so they'll help us a bit more I think. Like whereas if we leave they might be a bit annoyed with us that we left
0: probably will be yeah, yeah and then
2: they won't um, they won't want to help us quite as much they, they might still help us but they wouldn't be as certain that they want to help us
0: um, turns out like you and Kez are on the same page when it comes to millions <laughs> essentially um, hurrah uh, yeah. that means you're right but not on the Tuesday but if uh, if we do end up leaving the EU as well we are going to leave the EU I think we can all agree that that's going to happen now right? No mm. Oh what? Yes we are We've only we got like a few unless, weeks Unless yeah. the like Prime
2: Minister change or something I think probably we're going to leave
1: Yeah, to down until the 27th of February so all the MPs are on holiday this week yeah. no, they're not are they
0: not? No no recess got cancelled. Oh yeah I they mean, are They're now. still actually not there I know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 not at their work. Well, I don't know yeah. what the hell's going
1: on, really. They might be working, but they're not. At their yeah, way. I don't know what it's all. So about. it all comes down to the twenty seventh of February, and I think um, we'll know that day whether or not we're definitely leaving at the end of March, or whether there will have to be simply have to be an extension to Article. Right,
0: but it's are still going to leave.
1: Well, no, because I think if you have an extension of Article fifty, then the prospect for people's vote comes very much back no. to the floor again. Yeah. go on, then.
0: talk me through this. How do we how do we not leave the EU?
1: Well, have another vote <laughs> have another vote but, but legally um, you're right, legally we are leaving on the 29th yeah. of March unless something else happens and only two things can happen, one, the UK government can unilaterally revoke yes. Article 50 so the Prime Minister can go actually I don't fancy this very much anymore chances of that are like, no not, yeah. right, so let's park revoking mm-hmm. Article 50, and look at the option of extending. Now, mm-hmm. she can't do that on her own. She's got to have the agreement of the EU27. Yeah. So all the other countries in Europe have to go, yeah, you haven't done your homework, you're not quite ready to leave yet, and um, we'll give you a bit more time. And the EU27 have said they're not that keen to do that because there's EU elections coming up, yeah, and yeah, they're, yeah. they're fed up talking about Brexit, blah, 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 blah. No. But they might, if they think there's a prospect that we're going to stay, or if there's a real credible improvement to the plan the Prime Minister's put forward, that they're prepared to give more time to. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that is the most likely thing to happen just now. That doesn't
0: stop us leaving. So what happens after that extension that stops us leaving?
1: So I think... What we'll ha- my my take on it will be? Um, she'll have to extend Article Fifty. We'll go through another few torturous months of her pretending that there's a better plan. Mm-hmm. The EU will look at her better plan and say that ain't happening, love. And yeah. it all crumbles down, and there has to be a people's vote. And when there's why does it have to be
0: a people's vote, and not a general election?
1: Because what would a general election offer? A general election is not going to give a Prime Minister or a government mandating what to do on Europe because a general election is about more than any one issue and if you mm-hmm. can't define what the EU referendum mandate was, you can't do that from a general election result with any authority. You've got to have um a Peter Kyle style and I've I've actually always argued this, that was my idea in the first place, a ratifying referendum. Peter so Kyle style <laughs> <First of> all, <laughs> Kyle that's Wilson quite a good amendment.
0: phrase. But
1: you know. The, the Kyle Wilson amendment which says you, you have Oh this is yes, this has just come out this week. This, this is, is come out this week so his they'll idea this is where you get a people's vote because you convince people that want Brexit to back a, a vote which is about ratifying yeah. Theresa May's deal or staying. Okay. So I think that's probably the most likely scenario. And um, this is a very long winded way, Josie, I know, to say when you look at the polls um, and the Ferret in Scotland, an independent investigative outlet, did a kind of summing up of all the different polls over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. So there's been 120 polls asking people about their views on Brexit in the past year or so, yeah. totaling 300,000 people. Yeah. And, and of that, 111 of those polls say people would vote Remain Now, and only three of them said people would leave.
0: But not by enough to really swis- switch it, I is it? I, I mean, older, no, the, the, you've got the, really
1: the pessimistic in your old age.
0: The election night himself... So John Curtis, Mm -hmm. he says, it's not really making a lot of difference, is it? It's it's slowly moving to remain, but not enough to really... You could actually say, let's have a referendum and Remain would win.
2: Well, then if you ask for more time, then it'll give you more time to have another um, vote and then...
0: To build up the remain campaign. Yeah, well, this is it. If you do get more time, then
1: you... Then campaigns. give you the time to make it up. Yes, things can change during it, the campaign. And people still voted leave. At least that would be an end of it.
0: Yes, that's true. But then we'd be even more divided than we are now.
1: Is that so bad given how divided we are? me, being
0: pessimistic. Have you been reading, watching the news? How can you not be pessimistic? Why do
1: you think I'm making chocolate brownies? How do you not be pessimistic
0: (laughs) when you look at everything that's going on? Um, Just mainlining chocolate to cook. Well, yeah, that's a good idea. That's the only way to get through it because there won't be any chocolate after March 29. No, it's definitely a lot more expensive. uh, Mud. Yeah. um, And cat food. (laughs) Uh, I did
1: some Brexit stockpiling today, can I tell you? About really? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what we for you? So, I, I, I used a very well known online outlet which is not particularly popular and I ordered three things. Um, the best part was 20 kilos worth of puppy food because I've got a, a very cute little cocker spaniel called Told Goldie. you you are
0: going to be eating, cat, eating dog food. That's all. So We're all gonna, bought, you're all going to be eating dog food after the last night, night,
1: Like Basically, 20 kilos of puppy food. Right, put,
0: put the dog first. I bought four
1: kilos of coffee beans. Corky. and a european flag yeah. <laughs> when the european flag comes through oh, i this is gonna be amazing around your place getting Flatty
0: whacked town. on coffee and eating dog foods <laughs> and waving yeah. your waving a european flag this is gonna be brilliant um well Ooh. i think so, there you go you're saying i'm pessimistic you're stockpiling i'm not stockpiling coffee and dog food yeah. well all right but i still stockpiling Do i'm know, not stockpiling office manager john, john, i'll take my chances my
1: office manager john said that we shouldn't be stockpiling food. you know he said we, we need to stockpile oh mm. uh, well, you might know, it's a pop quiz. What, what caused the riots in Venezuela, according to my office manager, John? Oh, uh, I don't know. The lack yeah. of Luro.
0: Luro? Yeah. Oh, come
1: You're on. Well, you well,
0: sense. You don't. Improvise <laughs> <laughs> Luro. Come on, you can just get a leaf or uh, some newspaper or something. Luro's, yeah, you can match. What? Yeah, but like with Who, food. You should sack this man. He's giving you bad information. I do not believe, and I'm not, I may be wrong, but I do not believe that the, the whole Venezuelan situation kicked off due to a lack of lu I'm getting terrible advice, aren't I? Couldn't they just get some leaves and stuff? It's like got the Amazon just down the road.
1: If your dad came home and said, we're stopped buying loo you're just going to have to pull some leaves off the trees in the back garden, what did you say? No. Well, I don't... know. Well,
0: you know, you can manage, you know, you can you can improvise with loo roll, I think. Yeah. And that doesn't worry me too much. I mean
2: stockpile with food it kind of makes sense because if you're stockpiling with food you've still got to go to the loo so you need loo roll well that's true. if you've got food you need loo roll. yeah that dog, food's
0: <laughs> that dog food not that dog food with coffee that does sound like a recipe for you've got a lot of loo roll. yeah I don't think your body's going to like that very much anyway um, I can't, this is not how I anticipated this podcast <laughs> discussing what's gonna happen to Kezia go toilet after, after breakfast whoa don't personalise it you're all to talk about dog food and coffee <laughs> I don't think that's a healthy diet I think you will be Lural whereas the rest of us will be eating leaves so you know <laughs> we can multitask with our leaves or whatever I don't know. it's gonna, what be, I mean? gonna be fine, be fine. You, now you've me I'm not being pessimistic now it'll be fine somehow um right we haven't somehow. managed to talk we're ready we to, to wind up really do you want to do your wacky questions we haven't had time to talk about oh, yeah. um Jeremy Corbyn, particularly. Uh, when well, we talked about him a bit. I wanted to talk about... Um, what's his name? I can't even remember his name. Richard Leonard.
1: James, you know fine well who he is.
0: I saw him on the news last night saying that the seven MPs who've quit are going into the wilderness. I shouted at the telly, <laughs> who are they going to meet there, Richard?
1: Is it you? That's very harsh.
0: Oh, come on. Um, um, who would you rather was leading Scottish Labour at the moment? Richard Leonard or a balloon on a stick?
1: Richard Leonard. Oh, really? Yes. But... He's,
0: Come on. All right. You, you can say stick. this. You, you've been there. You've done it. You know how hard a job it is. And you can sit there and say, I, Katie Dungtail, was a million times better at it than Richard Lennon.
1: I don't think that's fair. I it's think true, though. I think the most difficult job, probably after the Prime Minister, is to be leader of the Scottish Labour Party because it faces a lot of existential crises and problems. Yeah and um, it's going to take a long time to turn around, and I devoted two years of my life to it, but the difference between and myself and Richard is that I had to do four national elections and one referendum yeah. in the two years that I was leader, so it was much easier for me to have a profile and to make things happen much more quickly because um, I had to produce manifestos, oh. I had to come up with new policies, I had to do things that I had to do it yesterday, he hasn't had those opportunities to really drive the type of change that he wants to see.
0: Also, you are not a balloon on a stick. <laughs> that is helpful. You Come on. Come on. You had profile because you were competent.
1: I think that's unfair for all the reasons that I've outlined, and I know how tough a job it is, and I wish him very well. He's
0: not doing a very good job. He? Come on, yeah. Labour has.
1: Uh, I see it firsthand what he's doing, I think he's doing a good job.
0: Mm, I, well, I'm willing to put on record, I think you were better at it. Come I on. you. disagree. If you could get rid of Leonard and Corbyn and have Ian Murray running Scottish Labour uh, and really? Yvette Cooper running British Labour, you would take that in a splash
1: There's no way I'd let Ian Murray anywhere near. <laughs> well, all
0: right. I mean, obviously, there's a limited number of Scottish, I, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, give you me would. Yeah, free KitKats for everyone. That's an election winning policy. Richard Leonard should be listening to Ian Murray going, what, what policies have you got? And he'd say, yeah, free Kit Kats and more screenings of the Goonies in public places.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, he,
1: said he went to the Goonies Museum as well. There's a Goonies Museum? Yeah.
0: Oh, come on. not talked to him gooni- about this? You no. don't talk to him
2: anymore? Oh, there's a it? Goonies Museum. You can go, you know the jail at the start. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go and see it. Where is it? I don't know. I can't uh, remember. It's somewhere in, in America, America, I think, West yeah. West yeah. West that's That's such really amazing. Amazing. Have you thought it? <laughs> <laughs> that is basically
0: the first thing he says. He said to me when I saw him. Yeah, like, I've been to the goodies museum. <laughs> anyway, right, come on, Joe, hit us up with some questions because um, we need to need to wind this up because your, your nanny was, and your brother will be looking at us. Uh, oh, and the first one is, what
2: do you put on your ice cream? Like, your, what's your favourite topping? You don't
1: put toppings on
2: ice cream. Yes, you do. It's like sprinkles. So <laughs> Or strawberry sauce or like almond
1: or oh, almond. So the last time I had ice cream was with a bit of that chocolate brownie <laughs> and I put raspberries on the top because then I thought mm-hmm. that made it healthier. Does that count? Yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I've got a news alert. I thought maybe it was some Labour MPs that had left that we could get live reaction to, but it's not. <laughs> Carl Lagerfeld died. Yeah. I mean, that's sad for him and his family, but it doesn't really apply to this podcast. His cousin's died. What's your next question, Jessie?
2: And the other one was, do you drink tea or coffee,
0: and when do you, when do you have it? Oh, we know that now because she's made like that she's <laughs> stockpiled. You've <Well, laughs> stockpiled tea bags. I might at all. get
1: more. I don't like tea. I've never had a cup of tea in my life. I think it smells as <gasps> soft. You've never had a cup of <laughs> tea. I, can't
0: stand. I mean, do I do don't like soap. tea either. I'm with you on you that you but do have soap soap. Soap. <laughs> I don't know any soap. I think True. tea yeah. smells yeah. like
1: feet. Like and next time you smell a cup of tea, you're going to smell cheesy feet.
0: I'm not sure about that. I mean, I, I, I'm with you on tea. It's weird. Stuff. I don't, I don't but does, it but I it drunk like it. Um, I haven't just drunk occasionally. Let's um,
1: peppermint tea, fruit tea, but that's not tea tea, is it? Yeah. Let's
0: uh, let's bring the whole thing back to the tourists. We haven't had time to do shops, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, the we're traps. we're here in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. The, the, All these the people traps. that you're going to sting when they come to Edinburgh. Are these poor poor people who want to just sample Edinburgh. Yes, the city's um, awash with poor tourists. <laughs> Where would you send them? What's your What's your number one attraction in Edinburgh that you would send them to? Are they coming
1: for the first time? Yes. Yeah. If you coming for the first time, I think you have to do the, the sort of classics, which is a walk up the Royal Mount to the castle, a view over the city from there. Maybe I walk up you to go Arden in the city. castle? No, I wouldn't That's go in the castle. Yeah, but I would go up to the yeah. Esplanade mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of look down from there. Okay. Um, and I would maybe go up uh, Crown Hill or Arthur's Seat and enjoy all the views from there. If I was coming for my second trip to the city, um, I would say a more fun thing to do is go to Dr Neal's Botanical Garden in Um And Actually, there's an old the pub there called the Sheep's Mead that's got a traditional bowling alley. You know, we have to set up the skittles uh, yeah. and use the old balls, so you can go and do that there. And then I'd go to Port Bell Beach for an ice cream because it's a really nice beach. And you can do all of that um, by bus, really, because you can... You don't have to, have to go near transport. the trams. So the trams, right. well, well, hope hope the tra-
0: trams doesn't go anywhere, right? Next time we're up, we'll come back and do there's a special tram special in yes. August. We'll Can do, do? Uh, we'll I go, I go to the yeah we'll go happens. to the Pleasance during the festival and we'll do a, a tram podcast. All right? Awesome. There's a deal. Um, okay. Right? Okay. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me about anything in this podcast, oh, we could have some interesting discussions about <laughs> trams and Edinburgh. I don't <laughs> know what I have said in here, but um, tra- tweet me at political yeti uh that's probably best i can't remember what oh political yeti at gmail.com is the email you can email me as well and i will say thank you to my guests thanks josie for coming back on again are you going to come back sometime yes probably not till the summer now eh? we haven't got any oh may may half term maybe yeah, maybe. yeah if we're up here in may we'll see if we maybe could if we could get somebody here or somebody in london we yeah. need to get a tory on need to get a tory yeah. got any tories up here that are good that so you'd recommend
1: there are lots of tories here though.
0: that you would recommend putting on a podcast
1: <laughs> Um, yes, Miles Briggs. I, I disagree
0: really nicely. Miles Briggs. Right, yes. there we go. We'll try and approach him. Yeah, um, for you're listening, get in
2: touch with Daddy. Yes, Miles <laughs>
0: Briggs. Yeah, I'm going to at you on Twitter. Uh, and thank you to Kez Dugdale for actually uh, wanting to come on this podcast. Right, in, Yeah, know, up this yeah I know. And thank you for the brownie. You're yes, like thank you for girl the girl. brownie that I didn't get. <laughs> it was um, so good. This has been the first podcast for a while, so I can't tell you when there'll be another one, but come back. There will be another one sometime, so come back soon for another episode of Political Yeti's Politics Podcast. Thank you and goodbye.